Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What's going on, everybody? Pat DeBear here, and we are back, back, back again. It is time for your weekly recap episode here at Flame On. I am excited because I'm being joined by another voice that you all know so well. Uh, someone who did the recaps with me, I think the last time we did weekly stuff, we did the recaps together. And uh, I'm excited to bring him back for our penultimate episode, our penultimate recap. We are almost at the finale, and I'm sad. I mean, there's like 14 other Drag Race franchises <laughs> I could be watching, and I am. But I'm really sad that this one is ending. But everybody listening, welcome Eric back to the recap. What's up, Eric? Hello. How's it going? I am good. I am rocking my uh, legendary, 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 legendary stars. Yes, I um, I was gifted a legendary legend star by a uh, friend of the pod, Jamie, who was on one of my recaps earlier this season. Uh, I also have a repeater badge, so just call me the Viv. Is, is that uh, the season three repeater badge? I have no clue. I think so because. <laughs> It's a lovely teal color. It's gorge. Uh-huh. And then um, my legendary legend star is uh, has silver on it. But I guess he had gotten tired of hearing me uh, talk about waiting until DragCon to get my legendary legend star. And um, he and Kevin, uh, his pupper, uh, <laughs> as he said, Kevin went shopping. And uh, I got my, my gifts in the mail yesterday before I watched the uh this episode of drag race that we're about to talk about so i figured i'd you wear them for the, were in the same boat you... yeah well that's he was like <laughs> you need to open your gift before you watch the show and he said that yeah he's like uh, i didn't want shay to be the only queen in chicago to have one star <laughs> i was like oh i turned the one star alliance yes so yes i i too am in chicago and have one star but uh we are gonna dive into this episode here in just a minute but before we do i've got to ask you because i've been asking everybody this is like just become the tradition now because i've been rotating out co-hosts for the the recaps um we haven't really discussed the season as a whole so um not a poll but a whole 
what, yeah, what are a goal. <laughs> I mean, thank you, Melania. <laughs> What are your thoughts on the season up to episode 10? How are you liking it? It's fantastic. Um, the format has allowed the queens to come in and just do some amazing work without the... Yes, there's pressure, obviously, to win the challenge, but without that overlying fear of, oh my gosh, I'm going to get sent home. It allows them mm-hmm. to... Um, take some more chances and potentially make some mistakes, you know, and not have to worry about, I mean, yes, Jinx obviously wants to win design challenges, but you know, losing a design challenge isn't going to get her kicked out of the competition. So exactly. uh, um, I don't mind that there's not really any drama as, as much as they tried to force, kind of unnecessary drama with the whole uh platinum plunger that's gold <laughs> um whole blockage situation which does add some fun dynamic to it um but yeah the queens just like each other and they're just having fun and i like to see that i don't need the forced drama of the regular seasons in my reality I, television. I agree with you. Drama happens naturally. And when it does. And that's why like, I still enjoy Drag Race. And sometimes it seems like I don't. <laughs> when I talk about it. But I really do still enjoy Drag Race. But the Queens. Ever since like season 7, 8, maybe 9. Like in that ballpark. They really became aware of how big the show was getting. And the social media backlash. So a lot of them edit themselves and produce themselves into these stories where the earlier seasons didn't have that. They were able to be more of who they actually are. And as people, as queer people, as drag queens, that cattiness is going to come out and there's going Mm -hmm. to be those moments and that tension I mean, look at, like, Laganjo on her season originally, Gia on her original season, season six. They were really pushing themselves. That was the first kind of little bit of seeing queens trying to be something more than what they were or something different than what they were, and it causing natural tension. Where now production is obviously whispering in the ears of the girls. And this isn't... It, it's, I mean... I guess there's you a little see, yeah, shade I mean, involved. You have to make a show. You have to make a show. Exactly. Yeah, the storylines that they're trying to push, but they're going to, you know, they're whispering in the girls' ears, hey, all right, so who's going to talk about this today? Or, hey, why don't you go ask her about this? And you're going to get those um, uh, very special episode moments. You're going to get those moments of, of shade and cattiness. And, yeah, to your point, it's so much production involved in it that this season definitely it's a breath of fresh air because yes, there are some things that they're interjecting and trying to stir up like Viv stirring up the, the drama with Jinx, like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, those things happen, but to see Queens seven out of eight Queens, who I really like uh, <laughs> on my television <laughs> week after week has been phenomenal. So I agree with you there. Had there been any standout moments from any of the challenges uh, up through week 10 that 
that stay with you long after you you finished watching? Um, well, I think you had the best snatch game in Drag Race history. Um, and I think you had basically the best roast in Drag Race history in this season. Um, so those are probably my biggest two standout moments. Um, but also the dragulation speeches were also entertaining. Um, so to me, the comedy stuff has been great. Um, although I don't know about that whole uh, Santa school for girls, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was interesting. Um, also kind of the created viral dance challenge tiktok do what you want thing the dance challenge Um, that was really a branding challenge that was a thing that happened (laughs) a fever dream of uh what happened yeah i I mean it, it it ended up producing some good results um and and having the the um designing women um rant as the lip sync was just fantastic the night the lights went out in george (laughs) yeah Uh, because so many um queens now are mixing in music along with spoken dialogue um yes um so in in their normal gigs so it's nice to have some spoken word dialogue uh, as because this is what they do in real life so to get to see that was good Um, yeah for sure and bob is the host of the pit stop uh did you watch last week's with joel kim booster yes Mm -hmm. yeah he because he even mentions that like some of the the most memorable ones or or some of the um earliest performances that he saw was spoken word incorporated because they were talking about they would love to see more spoken word lip syncs but maybe mix it in with music uh and he was saying that like bob's performances were some of the earliest ones that he remembers seeing that were music that incorporated spoken word and listeners out there if you have not watched these videos of bob the dry queen from Oh, God, I want to say, like, maybe 2008-ish, 2010, maybe a little bit later. I forget when Bob started doing drag. Um, But if you look up Bob the Drag Queen, Crazy, I believe, is one of them. Mm -hmm. And Bob the Drag Queen, I'm a Slave for You. Mm -hmm. Those are two incredible performances from Bob the Drag Queen that incorporate music and and a medley, a mix of different uh, songs but also some amazing spoken word and have a message behind them. So I recommend those very much. If you have not seen them already, go watch them. Um, Another good artist that does similar um, stuff that has videos out there is Eva Destruction. Who was on Dragula. Yeah. Um, Yeah, A lot of her older videos are out there. Um, And she does like seven, eight minute mixes of stuff and they're just great performances uh, out there Hmm. i'm gonna have to check those out 
Maybe after I watch the pit stop for for this episode, because we're <laughs> recording a little bit earlier. We're recording this recap earlier than normal for me. Uh, normally, it's like a Monday or a Tuesday when we record. We're recording on Saturday afternoon now, and I have not had a chance to watch the pit stop. Uh, one of the things, since you mentioned the roast, yes, I agree with you. Probably one of the best roasts overall that the show has ever seen. But can I tell you, I think it was at the beginning of this episode. Or maybe it was untucked. I don't remember where I where I heard it, but I know I heard it on the show. I was mad at myself for not doing this at the beginning of the recap for the roast. Because I've done it before when we've talked. Or just even in general. But pheromones, let's get this roast to cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Like that has become a staple anytime we talk roasts, and I and Shea Coulee actually said it on camera, yeah. and it made me smile so much because I was like, she was that was her season, that was her like the roast she was a part of, and I I lived. It was so adorable to like have that reference and have that callback, and I just oh my god, it was it was so so much fun. Let's get this roast to cooking. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, and everybody performed. I think, well, Jada didn't necessarily do great, <laughs> um, but she she tried her best, and she had great spirit, and was able to laugh at herself, and that kind of saved it. Um, but I mean, even Trinity did a great job saying all those jokes that Jinx wrote for her. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. She did very good reading those jokes that were written. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was, uh, that. what was it? Willem on Race Chaser was like, I want to congratulate Trinity's joke writers. <laughs> yes. um, and um, the runway theme from last week the all glowed up was oh just my god so fantastic oh my the god. best fucking runway i think i've ever seen on that stage ever oh my god it was so good and uh brian mozo was my my guest on the recap last week and we we gushed about them like literally it was the first time i think on any of the recaps that we've talked about every single queen's look but that's how much like the 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 runway impressed us was that we had to say something about every single look. It wasn't just like, hey, here's a couple of high points, here's a couple of low points, and a couple of people we just forget about, you know, because they were good, yeah. but it didn't stick out either way. And literally every single look on that runway was incredible. The lighting, the camera work, the cinematography of that, they were really they said to themselves, this is our sizzle reel. This is what we're submitting for the Emmys next year because we yeah. are going to get an Emmy for lighting, for the cinematography, all of that. This is every single one of those technical uh, Emmys. This is what we're showing. <laughs> Let me ask you this before we move into this next episode because um, Mozo and I, I were in agreement. Um, but I know that there are some of my my drag race watching friends out there that did not agree. Do you believe, Mr. Eric, do you believe that Trinity should have been top two for the roast? 
I think that the other person who would I I would have put with Jinx because Jinx obviously won the roast. Um, oh yeah, hands <laughs> down. Um, the other person I would have put, put in the top spot with her would have been Raja. I was a I was a fan of Raja's roast as well. Um, I think Monet in the past has been fantastic at it, and it wasn't that her jokes were bad this time around. I think maybe the editing hurt her because she had that one super long joke about the Vivian that ate up all of her editing time, so they couldn't add in more of her funny jokes. But as far as what they didn't want to. to. I mean, I'm just saying it kind of felt like she told a joke about a recipe, but it was like when you go and try and look up a recipe online and they give you their whole thesis about life and how eating this (laughs) recipe makes you feel before they tell you what ingredients are in it. And you're like, I just want to know how to make the thing. I don't care about what you felt when you ate it. I think it just looks good in the picture. I want to make it. Um, (laughs) That's why the jump to recipe button is so important on those pages. (laughs) Jump to punchline. Yeah. It gets butter and Um, eggs and flour and sugar (laughs) and then makes a sheet cake. And then eats the sheet sheet cake. And then it gets better. I still Wait, loved it. I still I thought it was a fucking. I mean, I, I thought it was a I, funny was joke, but it's just interesting to tell that joke when the Vivian actually lost weight from her season to this season. So you're telling a fat joke about somebody who lost weight to get there. I, um. So in that way i i know a lot of people love monet and monet's roast but i would not have put her in the top 2 for that roast i viv was also as much okay so it's weird because i i like the vivian um i was never like she wasn't my my front runner for uk season 1 even though i knew she was going to win it yeah but i i think she's i think she's extremely talented and even though she was coming for my girl jinx and that's the only point where I'm like, have less stars. I need you to not be near my Jinxie. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, like, I think that she could have been up there as top two. Like, Viv, Raja, and Monet were my like my other favorites. And Jinx. So yeah. like that was my four. That was my top four. Yeah. So I feel not that Tr- Trinity wasn't funny because Trinity had um had good jokes and was able to deliver them decently. Um, But I I feel like that was very much a storyline thing. And it was done very much for what we're going to talk about in this episode. They were playing long game in these last two episodes. (laughs) They were playing a very long, short game. (laughs) (laughs) They knew what they were doing. They knew how this was. They knew how they were mapping this out. And they knew what it was going to come down to because they needed a payoff. And 
let's get into that payoff. Let's dig into episode number 11 of All Stars Season 7. This is the, um, let me see if I can get this name correct. The Drag Race Gives Back Variety Extravaganza. And I got that right because I'm reading it off of the, the Drag Race <laughs> fandom wiki page. I was very happy early in the season because the title of the episode was concise. And it fit in the title, like in the, the, the space that I have to title an episode for this show. <laughs> I mean, this one but you're just gonna have. To, this one you're just gonna have to uh, abbreviate a lot. And well, I mean, also the the last one, the Kennedy Davenport Center Hall of Shade roast. I... Oh, and be- before we move on to episode eleven, we just have to. I just have to acknowledge the fact that Wintergreen was fantastic. Oh my god! Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> so good. But yeah, the Kennedy Davenport Center honors Hall of Shade roasts. Uh, the rose part was left off the title on the show, yeah. but still, like that's that was a lot. And yeah. then, yeah, the drag race gives back variety extravaganza. Before that, we had dance like a drag queen, Santa School for Girls, uh, legendary legend looks. Like they were <laughs> succinct and fit into it because I didn't have to think of a title. Literally, I could just put the the show title, and right. then yeah. Starting last week, they were like, you know, fuck your drag because you were not gonna, <laughs> you're gonna have to put it down. I think I think the title of last week's recap was um, the Kennedy Kennedy Davenport Center. <laughs> like it was like that was it. Like that's all I could fit. This week will probably be uh, the the variety extravaganza. I don't know. It's going to have to be something short because they're adding way too many words to the titles yeah. here. <laughs> Just put talent we, show because that's what it was. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, well, I, yeah, it's it amazing the how they've gone away from show. calling it. Yeah, yeah. They, they stopped calling them talent shows, and now it's like variety show with not a lot of variety involved in it. <laughs> because it's always we'll questionable if you actually get talent or not. <laughs> that part right there. That part right there. So... <laughs> uh, so let's kick off the the episode where the queens are back in the workroom. They are um, discussing the fact that nobody's blocked. Shay is uh, very downtrodden and saying that essentially there is no chance for her to be in the the top four because of her one star, her one star alliance of herself. Now that, you know, Monet has more stars (laughs) and um, essentially is like, do I get to just take next week off? Which I thought was hysterical. (laughs) But then you have Miss Jada trying to trying to hype her girl up, trying to hype her friend up, and tell her you never know what can happen. It's drag race. There's always twists. There could be a way. Foreshadowing. For mm-hmm. <laughs> there might be a way that you can be in the top four. But can I tell you? My space. <laughs> not even. She jumped over her. She knocked her out the way. But. Can I tell you this? One of the things that's come up so many times on on these past the past ten recap uh, or nine recaps because we did a double episode to start. One of the things that's come up on 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 the recaps we do here that's come up when I watch like uh, the Bussy Queen videos uh, or like the Pit Stop. 
it has been Mario Party. It's like that because as soon as you introduce yeah. stars, the the age range that is the loudest about like recapping the shows, that's that's where our wheelhouse is at Mario Party. Right. It it's come up so much in them, but it's never come up on the show. It's never been mentioned. It's never been something that's come up until this episode when they mentioned Mario Party, and I was like, oh my god, they were even thinking it while they were filming the season. <laughs> And I was it made me laugh so much. I was like, yeah, yeah, this would be really interesting if they just started like handing out bonus stars, did a steal a star, I don't know, something, <laughs> anything. But uh the girls start de-dragging. Trinity carries or or pulls Jada around the room. I didn't understand that. It was funny. I didn't understand what was going on though. Yeah. But the girls were cracking up, and I, you know, seeing these queens in a competition like this, where, as you said earlier, there is still pressure because they want to win $200,000. They put money into this. They took time sure. out of their their lives and their careers to come and film this for, uh, let's come up with a, an absurd number of days and see if we can't trend like Ray Chaser did. Um, they filmed this in 17 hours. <laughs> But seriously, so twelve episodes. They film. They probably filmed this in about twenty four days. They were probably gone for about thirty days. Yeah, roughly, roughly. So like a month. So at this point, like there is all that pressure. They spent all. They they took a month off of their their schedule. They spent all of this money because you know the other runways were all fantastic as well. However, you know that they all spent a shit ton of money on that last, mm -hmm. the, the all glowed up runway. So they want to win that 200000 I mean, whether or not they knew it was 200000 I'm sure they did going into it. But they were all told, look, look surprised when Ruth says it's 200000 Um <laughs> Well, they probably filmed they it want... four times to get the different camera angles as well. <laughs> true. True. <laughs> But, you know, they they want to win this money because not only is it the title, the title is important, but they're also, you know, spending so much money. You want to recoup that money. And yes, this is going to help uh, in, in incorporate touring and it's going to bring some of these queens back to the forefront of uh, the pop culture mindset. Raja Jinx has been doing so much, but she's also very much... Um, stage productions she hasn't been right. it's not a thing to go to clubs as much anymore and do viewing parties and do all of these things she's got her production company with Dela. they do all of these amazing shows you know we've seen her do her one woman show or, or her shows with major scales so this is putting her back in front of a different audience that than she might normally have so that she'll get these other bookings that will help you know bring in some extra money but uh, somebody like Jada, who won over Zoom at the beginning of like the the pandemic, she didn't get to really tour after her win. So mm -hmm. getting her back in the in front of the spotlight is phenomenal. Um, you know, so there is that pressure there, but to see them have this moment of just kind of being able to have fun is great as well because that's why we love these queens. One less for me, but you know, that's besides the point. <laughs> and just getting uh, to see Raja compete again. Oh, uh, um, yeah. It's it's nice to see her do more than just uh, complain about people's uh, questionable fashion choices. 
<laughs> Very true. Very that with Raja and Delta on the Mom <laughs> Podcast Network. So we, it is not not a new day in the workroom, according to Evie. I, I I still don't understand where she was going with all the double negatives in her her confessional chair moment, but. The queens are back in the room. Rue enters and tells them that they are going to be performing in the Drag Race Gives Back Variety Extravaganza. And that in addition to the traditional $10,000 tip, they are also the winner of the lip sync is going to get a $30,000 cash donation to the charity of their choice. But that's not all. Oh no, there's more. The top two all-stars in this week's Maxi Challenge, since no one is blocked, the top two each get three legendary, 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 Which you know in the script for this, which they had written before the season began, it just said, and the winner will get x number of stars because it just depended on how the math would work out throughout the season um because if two people actually won every challenge and had like five stars a piece then the final challenge would be worth five stars (laughs) this is worth 12 stars (laughs) but this is that twist jada was referencing and foreshadowing in the scene prior and Shay Coulee goes from being downtrodden to having a renewed vigor in her eye. Twinkle has returned to her eye because now there is a chance for her to be in the finale and lip syncing for the crown and the title of Queen of All Queens and $200,000. Mm-hmm. In addition to the variety show, they're also going to join. Rue and Michelle on the main stage. I did, you know, what's funny, and I guess it's because of COVID when it stopped. It took me a while to realize they're not doing their podcast anymore. Do they still do a podcast? I don't think they do because I, I, ne- I, I never listened hit, to it, but I used to back back in like in the day, like the first couple of years that it, it was out, I listened mm-hmm. and then I kind of went away from it just because. I don't know. I wasn't interested anymore, I guess. But they incorporated it into the show. So instead of the Tic Tac Lunch, they would do this, you know, uh, quote unquote podcast interview with mics that weren't plugged in. Uh, But (laughs) now they've gone away from that. And I guess part of it, I mean, they could do it with with the six foot um, separation. But I guess they because they don't record or with the proximity with COVID when it, you know, uh, when it first hit, I guess that was the impetus to the end of the the podcast. Or maybe it's the fact that they are filming so many different shows between uh, Drag Race, All-Stars, UK, Down Under, uh, Queen of the Universe. I'm just kind of focusing on yeah. Rue and Michelle projects. Right. Maybe at that point they were like, you know what? We're just too busy to do this and i think they may have oh because they didn't they didn't recap anything 
like they weren't recapping the show they were just having like just bullshitting amongst themselves but yeah either which way we get a a revised we've now been given a revised tic-tac lunch from the early seasons in the before times before the move to vh1 <laughs> but i enjoy that i the, it, although it's ridiculous with that bowl of tic tacs like in the forefront of the shot right <laughs> and then the three of them on stage together i mean so, they, they never they never say that the show is sponsored by tiktok or tic tacs but i can't imagine at this point that it's that they don't give any money I don't think they do because you would think that they would the Tic Tac logo the Tic Tac it's a brand name. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, considering what season fourteen had that giant vat of Tic Tacs that they yeah. were like swimming around in. I don't know. But you'd think that they would have like they would talk more about Tic Tacs if Tic Tac was the sponsor. Yeah. Maybe they just call it even, like an in-kind donation where Hey, we don't. You won't have to pay to say the name, because like they couldn't say TikTok on the Dance Like a Drag Queen challenge, right? Um, because they weren't going to pay for the rights to you know the to be able to say it. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if this is kind of an in kind thing where they're like, hey, you don't have to pay us to say the name, but we're not going to pay you to be a sponsor. Maybe it's just a, that kind of deal, and they just sure. say you know the TikTok lunch. I don't know. Because if there was more of a sponsorship or more of a relationship there, I, I feel like it would be said more often. Right, but yeah. If somebody out there knows, please let <laughs> us know, because that we, we need to know the truth about how the, the Tic Tac launch. <laughs> so this part of the show, the early part of the show, was a little interesting to me, because it seemed like they had one conversation, like one long segment with the girls, like talking to each other that they, they then cut up into multiple segments to interweave with each of the girls going to the main stage and talking to Rue. Like it wasn't, it didn't, it wasn't different like parts of the workroom. It literally was just this conversation that kept on building and growing that we were just seeing in different parts throughout the course of this first half of the show. Um, did you have sure. any, any thoughts on uh, the Tic Tac lunches and the conversations about what the Queens are going to be doing for their uh, variety show extravaganza? Um, because at this point, all of these Queens have kind of had a tic-tac lunch or some sort of similar conversation all of the podcast before because they've all been finalists in at least Mm -hmm. one season um to have this kind of uh conversation with rue um so not too much came out in these conversations that kind of hit me in any way um other than kind of evie's um where it's it's talking about uh, Evie talking about how uh, the progression in her condition, um, and and also that comes up again on the the runway during the critiques. Um, but yeah, that was kind of the only thing that stuck with me. Oh, that and the fact that Raja still has her um, tic tac from season three, which I thought was fantastic and also made sense. I mean, yeah, I think, you know, what's funny is I think 
I think that came up on Race Chaser, maybe when they were doing their their season three episodes. Because mm-hmm. I think Willa mentioned that Raja still had her Tic Tac from it. And she had, you know, uh, done something with it. And I guess in this, Raja mentioned she put it on her, her altar. Um, but Cause, I, cause I, I Raja think I Because Raja was kind of the reoccurring that. guest of that season, right? Of Race Chaser? Oh, the Raja Reflections. Yes. Yeah. But I, I think it just kind of came up because, I mean, Raja is kind of like, I don't want to say, maybe, it's weird to, to kind of say that she is Willem's favorite of, of all the, the queens or the winners, but like, Raja's always referred to as, um, oh, is it the Diamond Crown Queen? When uh, when when referenced by Willem, and I mean, I know she's not part of their their podcast mm-hmm. empire and and all of that, but um, and Raja was the reigning when Willem went to go film Drag Race, so right. there is a little bit of a tie a tie in and a connection, and and I can understand where there's that 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 much admiration for Raja at that point. Plus, I mean, she was doing all that work with Top Model and. Um, and then coming in and, and doing drag race and winning, so there is a lot of t- tie-in and connection there. But yeah, I, th- I think that that might be it. it. I don't know if it was when they were talking about it, or maybe that was. Maybe they did a Raja's Raja reflections, and she talked about it. And then Willem has also mentioned it, kind of in the conversations about um, the Tic Tac lunches at that point in time, because she might have asked Alaska if she took uh, any Tic Tacs or, or did anything with it. And they might've had a conversation about it, but yeah, that was, that was fun. Um, Jada, you know, okay. So I wasn't sure like where to put this in, in the, in the conversation about this episode. I, I didn't dislike Jada at all. Like I thought she was super talented but she wasn't my front runner. Like she wasn't the one who I thought um I, I thought she had a chance to win for sure. But you know, I, I was I personally was pulling for Gigi on the season. Right. But watching Jada on this season of Drag Race, All Stars, All Winners, has made me fall in love with her as a person and as a queen. I still don't love the like the the crazy shoulder pieces that she keeps on making for herself, like in the red, white, and blue challenge or the the um, wheel of fortune ball. Uh, but her personality has come out so much, and then her kind of having those moments of of just feeling like she maybe didn't belong and. And just having that vulnerability and that opening up about all that, like it just endeared her to me so much. Um, and it's just it's just been so lovely to see and and seeing her interaction with with Rue and Michelle on on the runway in that the the, the Tic Tac lunch. I just thought it was really really sweet, and it, it just has made me enjoy her so much as a queen. Sure, I totally get that. I definitely have a new appreciation for her um, with this season. Um, I wouldn't call her 
I wouldn't say that I've ever thought of her as a front runner to win this season. Um, no. Apart from the design challenges, because she really is good at making a garment. Mm-hmm. Really good. Um, that legendary legend one, that gold dress that she made was so good. So good. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, the other thing that I thought was fantastic was at the end of Jinx's uh, convo with Rue and Michelle, where they were like, help yourself to some Tic Tacs. And she was like, I will. And just went over and like got a handful of Tic Tacs. I was like, first of all, one, feed these girls. <laughs> Two, like if you're taking them to like then be able to do something with them afterwards, because maybe on season five, you didn't know like, if this was going to even like, if you had a chance or it was going to be a thing or, or whatever it was going to be like, I think that's, I think that's hysterical and it's so jinx to do. And, and I just, I, I, I fell in love with it. Um, aside from the, the, the chats on the, uh, the runway, the other thing that they also went through were the charities, um, that the, the Queens were picking for the donation. um, yeah, Planned Parenthood, uh, the Period Project, um, and and a bunch of other ones that I I don't have the list here in front of me, unfortunately. And there were at least three, I think, that dealt with um, trans issues, which I thought was mm-hmm. really really nice to see. Uh, but all of the um, all of the charities sounded great. Um, and I love that they made sure to put the names up, put the the website up while they were talking about them to help get them some more exposure um, through the show and and getting that extra bit of attention on these charities because they're all doing amazing work. And this is something that will hopefully get them some more attention, donations, people going to volunteer to help do things to, to help uh, spread the message. So I, I I absolutely love it. Uh, I think Jiggly Caliente actually even had tweeted out about the fact that you know seeing so many uh, trans inclusive charities being mentioned and supported on Drag Race like was just amazing and it, it's it's absolutely true. So we um, we go back to the workroom. The girls are getting themselves prepared for the. <laughs> Was drag race gives back variety extravaganza. <laughs> uh, so we know that Jada is lip syncing to an original song. Uh, the Vivian is singing a song written by Diane Warren. Evie is lip syncing to an original song. Jinx is singing. Raja is doing uh, a Balinese uh, traditional dance. Mm-hmm. Monet is going to do opera yep. in her deep bassy voice. Uh, Shay is going to sing an original song. She's going to perform an original song. <laughs> and Trinity <laughs> is going to lip sync to an original song. What were your thoughts before we even get to the actual performances? Just hearing what they were doing. What were your thoughts? How did how did this make you feel as far as what they were 
putting out there that they were going to do before seeing it actually happen. So as far as the talent show goes, and I'm saying in general across all of the all-star seasons and now some of the regular seasons are incorporating it as well. To me, the most interesting ones are not lip syncs. And a lot of prior live vocals have been questionable, um, which they certainly touch on for Monet. And (laughs) they cast a lot of shade on her (laughs) All-Stars 4 talent show. I I say talent. I'm I'm not even going to try to mimic it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She did a great job of trying to recreate uh, that. Um, in her confessional um (laughs) so to me the most interesting one or that i was excited to see out of the bunch going in was raja because it wasn't it it was it was more interesting and showing off her culture and the fact that one of the greatest things i think gia gunn's done on drag race was her all-star talent show when she did um the geisha dance Yes, yes. I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I I was gonna uh, bring up that that correlation as well. Regardless of Gia Gunn's other things in life, <laughs> that performance was fantastic and and something that was so unique and so different to uh, to the the talent show stage. Yeah, because I mean, I know that obviously their talent in what gets the people to come to the clubs to see them is always going to be some sort of lip sync performance or live singing in the case of like Jinx, that that's what she does on a regular basis is her live Mm -hmm. singing. Um, But I want to see more unique type of talents. Um, Yeah. And I mean, not necessarily unique for unique sake because while it was fun to see Latrice spin a flag, I didn't necessarily think it was great flag spinning, um, but it was just different. So that made it more entertaining. Um, so I just want to see more different stuff. Um, and, yeah, and, and, and as far as when it got to the show, Evie's was a little more different, but it wasn't necessarily and, and again this, this is through no fault of her own it's it's her condition and she touched on it in the during the critique that her body just can't do some of the stuff that it used to do but i thought evie was going to come out there and do a lot more crazy flippy uh contortionist type stuff and which yeah. i mean she, Obviously, she was contorted to be in that suitcase um, mm-hmm. thing, but yeah, yeah. I I one hundred percent agree. I am getting a little uh, a little tired of the lip sync in the the variety shows. Um, we saw this with the second episode of season fourteen where the majority of the performances were lip syncs. Um, 
I'm glad to see that there's more production involved. I'm glad to see that there are background dancers, there are props, there are things on the stage, things to make it more entertaining than just a queen out there lip syncing. And queens can be amazingly entertaining while lip syncing. It's the majority of what a lot of them do. And that's great. But show me something a little bit different. Like, I know they ragged on Maddie Morphosis a lot about um, how kind of downtrodden it was. But coming out and playing guitar was something different. Um, You know, the, the, the Balinese dance was the one that, like, piqued my interest when Raja was talking about it. Uh, Monet doing opera like the you know it's it's a whole different it's a whole different ball game and it makes me think of um of Giselle Barbie Royale from Orlando when she won the the year she won Miss Continental her talent performance was um her singing live and it was operatic style I don't know if it necessarily was opera but it was so incredible. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. And she's, you know, the the complete opposite of Monet. She went um, in, into a higher, you know, a higher register. And but it was to to hear Monet say, OK, I'm going to utilize my schooling. Um, I, I was still waiting for her to do a uh, a five mu alpha shout out on Drag Race. <laughs> But, uh, you know, hearing those, those kinds of things make me excited to see what the performance is going to be. Even go back to All-Stars uh, 5 when Shay did the the stripper pole, you know, the strip dance on the pole. Like, that's something a little bit different. That's something that's going to give me a little bit more of, a, of an idea of the other things you can do besides um, lip sync to your own song. Which then also leads to the ones who were quote unquote singing live because even the ones who were singing live had microphones, did all that. I 99.9% certain we did not hear the live vocals, they played the track in the actual audio that we heard because that way they would sound amazing. Because obviously, the recorded track is going to be so much better than a live version, no matter what. Eh, nine most of the time 
a, a recorded version is going to be better than the live version. Right. Even with Jinx's little extra piece at the end, I still feel like there was a, a switch over in the audio and we got the recorded and then kind of the live bit at the end. But they are legendary, legendy, legend, legendy queens. And we know that they're going to entertain us no matter what. So let's hit the runway. What did you think about Rue's look in this uh, checkerboard cinched ensemble that she came out in? Um, I thought it was a lot of fun. It, um... Yeah, I mean, I liked it. Oh. I thought it was a little not as glamour as she has been in um, previous episodes. It seemed a little more uh, streetwear, which that's fine. Go all over the place with your looks. Um, I liked it. She said, I'm bringing you picnic realness. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was cute. Definitely thought it was cute. Um, we also have guest judge Hannah Einbinder. I don't know where she is from. I could possibly She's, click on um, her name and the the she is the co lead for Hacks with Gene Smart. Oh, that's right. Okay, I, I forgot that that Hacks was mentioned um, mm-hmm. on the runway. She was fun. I liked her. She was yeah. She was definitely a, an entertaining personality on the judges panel for sure. I, I would say. I would say it's, I liked the variety of um, guest judges that they've had for Mm -hmm. the season. I would say they necessarily haven't necessarily, and obviously this comes with getting schedules and all that kind of stuff, but I wouldn't say that the guest judges have lined up with exactly what their particular specialty has been with the challenge of the week. Um, you mean having a comedy uh, person for the roast would have been too actually on the nose for what they do? Right. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, Nikki Glazer was on earlier this season when Nikki Glazer is basically known for or came out her career started by doing the roasts and that's how she blew up was from her roast up so um again not that Ronan Farrow was a bad judge I liked some of his comments and whatnot but I I just think getting that that's kind of the last x factor because like um when uh i'm gonna butcher her name janixa bravo janixa bravo yeah yeah um i thought it was great she was there for an acting challenge and was able to help direct because i thought when it's just um rue or just michelle doing the direction on some of those scenes I don't think they've quite the nuanced direction that um, Ms. Bravo was able to give. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, it definitely, 
some of the things definitely lined up. Some of them definitely did not. But overall, I, I agree. The the mix of, of guests this season has definitely been phenomenal. And I, I've enjoyed seeing the, the guest judges on the panel. I've enjoyed watching Untucked and seeing um, the interactions with the queens backstage. It, it's definitely been... This is definitely like one of my favorite seasons of Drag Race ever. Like this, and I think season six are probably tie in my my mind for like the best Drag Race in my in my opinion, in my view. And this only has a little bit of an edge because um, it's all winners. They were given more time. They were given more leeway to bring things and and have it. It didn't have the same uh, stipulations and and kind of uh constraints that a normal season of even all stars has so it, well, it, it's I mean, phenomenal this is kind of like the whereas i mean we just recorded um another microsode about an mcu property but to kind of analog it this is kind of like the avengers where the best of the best are coming together and their powers are combining to create this um great season um, of mm-hmm. everything. another one thank you <laughs> a little a little uh carrie trannels colby up in our our podcast <laughs> so the variety show extravaganza has started who were some of your standout performances from the uh the variety show um Monet was fantastic. I loved the um dichotomy of her singing bass but being in feminine drag. I thought that was mm-hmm. a great juxtaposition. Um while it is still undetermined if Shay had live vocals um, I thought she performed it very well. Her dancing was interesting. Um, the focus, at least for me, was never pulled by any of the dance backup dancers. Um, it was a good song in that good original song and that I f- felt like it was a song I would listen to and it didn't have, it wasn't drag race themed in that a lot of the other um original all um original talent show songs in the past have all been very drag race focused um mm-hmm. and so this was kind of a song you could hear out in the world or whatnot and it wasn't made specifically for the show um and i just thought it was a better song than Vivian's song who again that was an original song that wasn't written specifically for the show but I just thought Shay's was a better song overall than Vivian's was um and I think Shay gave a better performance and it felt more interesting as far as the dance and the choreography and everything um than Vivian's but Shay is more of a dancer than Vivian is um so it made sense um I thought um, I really liked 
Jinx, but I like Jinx performances. I like that I've seen her live shows a couple of times and it exactly was what I was expecting of Jinx. Um, but again, it kind of, because it was Drag Race focused as an original song, yeah, it, it didn't it didn't pop as much as it could have. Um, I really liked what Raja did in, in that I don't have a lot of exposure to Balinese dancing. And I thought it was great that it tied with um, her, her culture that she grew up with um, and everything and taught me more about who she is. Um, I don't, I can't say if the dancing was perfect or not. Um, it didn't seem as um, technical as going back to Gia when Gia performed hers. I, I don't know. I shouldn't compare the two. They're completely different dancing styles and everything. Um, but, um but I was, I was, it left an impression on me and I was happy mm -hmm. to see it and happy to see her perform that. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree with you. I loved, um, I, I wish that there was a little something more that they could have given the edit for Raja because I really did enjoy it. I thought it was something so different um, than we usually see. But it it just there wasn't a, a a pop or a pizzazz that the edit usually will give a performance that they want to push, and they obviously they they weren't trying to push Raja in this, um, so that that was a little sad in my heart because I really did enjoy it. Um, I thought Shay's performance, yeah, the I, I was questioning whether or not she was supposed to be singing live. She had a mic, uh, like a head mic on. And, and uh, I feel like, like a, if she was the... just going to be lip syncing the track, she wouldn't have had the microphone on. And this is why I say I don't think any of them, Monet, um, Shay, Jinx, Vivian, because those are the four that were potentially like singing live. I don't yeah. think we heard any live vocals at all from any of them because they're they, they just sounded too good and too clean for a live performance. And there's been talk in the past about how production will do in both the takes one take because they do the, the talent shows twice. The first take will be with like the backing track that they provide with like 30% vocals. Um, and then the other one will like be the instrumental. And if they want to make a girl look good, they will do the uh, they'll they'll do the tape with the the vocals, the backing track. And if they don't, they won't. <laughs> and we see what we get to see. Where with this, I feel like they were just giving us all a recorded track over what we saw, um, which. I don't mind necessarily because I want to see them all. Like I want to see the, the best performance from them, but it also throws off what we're like, what we're supposed to feel or, or how the performance actually went. 
Um, right, I thought she is performing. We aren't we aren't experiencing it in the moment in the room. Then, mm-hmm. oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I I did like Shay's performance though. It it made me feel like a music video. It really yeah. felt like a full, real good quality production. Um, I agree with you on Monet. You know the juxtaposition of the the bass and the the corset and the dress and everything, and she looks stunning. Um, and that is fucking talent. Just pure fucking talent. Jinx, um, Jinx was good. Raja's dance. I thought it was really cute. The the misdirect on Evie's performance. Yeah. Um, Trinity's. I was just glad she did not do a song about tucking again. We've already seen that in the talent <laughs> show in All Stars Four. Um. And then Jada's was cute, but again, a lot of the girls that have put music out already, for the most part, have all done their songs that are callbacks to their catchphrases and their drag race journey to somebody like Shay. Jinx, going back to the well, is a little bit different because, I mean, she has at least two full albums out, so she could have done something a little bit not. I think hers was that she's made such a change in her life and everything from the time that she was on season five to now that she kind of wanted to address that in her song and and that goes back to the point i i had made earlier about uh her fan base and her shows are so different than the clubs and and those types of performances so i i could see having a track like that um as far as things maybe could have been a little bit better, what are your... I mean, we kind of have been blending a little bit of that in in our, our conversation so far, but any real standouts as far as things that maybe just didn't float your boat? I mean, kind of when I was talking about the ones I liked, I didn't say anything about Trinity or Jada. <laughs> not, not that their performances were bad, and I think they would have been fine on a regular season of All Stars. Um, and apart from Evie coming out with that misdirect, like you said, I I don't think that their three were on the same level. And then even with the other five, I don't think that Vivian's was as good as the other four. Um, just because um, I think the other three vocals, quote unquote, live vocals were much stronger than Vivian's was. Um, and then Raja gave me something more interesting to look at and attach to. Um, yeah. But um Trinity and Jada just kind of sounded like that generic drag queen music that comes out after somebody's been on a season. Yeah. And, and it's be- and, and it's because that they that is that isn't what they're trying to do in their career. So they haven't kind of evolved that to be um more of a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. 
And I know that uh, Ginger Minge doesn't, you know, have the 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 market on Southern, but it felt very much like more of a Ginger type of like comedy track with all of the 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 Southernisms and the Southern slang. Yeah. And I know Trinity is super Southern as well, but it just didn't feel right coming from her as much. Uh, how much is that? How much of that is your personal bias, though? <laughs> a lot of it, probably. A lot of it. I didn't I, I think mean, she I was bad. Was, I thought it was cute, but it 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 yeah. didn't do much for me at all. Yeah, a hundred percent agree. Um, but yeah, I think I think you've kind of mentioned any of the the things that um, probably I would have overlapped in in feeling that way um i love jinx i didn't think this was the strongest performance for her um i thought it was good uh but probably would have ranked fourth for me mm-hmm. um raja it's really tough because i know the way that the, the storyline was was going i know where everything was was at like Monet for me definitely took this hands down. Like I think she deserved her her top two placement yeah. no matter what. Um, I think Shay and Raja for me were could be interchangeable, and and I think it was all in the editing. I think it's all in what they they showed us and wanted us to feel about these uh, these two performances. But I I really loved the fact that Raja was um was something so unique and so different to what we normally see and uh this again on raja's season because i i didn't watch it season five was the first season i watched live okay. i went back after uh moving into the palatial rosevere estate i went back and i watched the first four seasons and all stars because i don't think i i don't think i watched that Live, I think, yeah, I think season five because that was when I was living with Steven for the the time, uh, the short time I was, and he was watching, so I watched it with him a bit. But I went back and I watched the the first four seasons, and I did not, I was not a fan of Raja as a person. Um, great runways, uh, deserving winner, you know, the the queen that wins wins for a reason, and, and I'll never take that win away from anybody. Um, I was very much uh, an Alexis Mateo person in that season, or even possibly Manila. I was but... I was definitely Team Manila when I was watching it live. Not that I ever thought Raja was bad; I thought she deserved to be in the finale. But I was definitely a, a Manila person. Yeah, I think it was kind of like that underdog story with Alexis when I was watching it. And obviously, this is a couple of years after it happened, so I knew who won. Like it wasn't like I knew I, I thought anything was going to be different. But I think that was part of the reason I was kind of pushing more um, for Alexis, but definitely Manila as well, just being phenomenal that season. Um, but I've come to really, really enjoy Raja after watching this season and her telling that story about her her family losing her for a little bit in the airport and then finding her dancing in the you know in her her dad that being his favorite story to tell people that melted my heart so much 
and made me like endeared me to Raja so incredibly much. And like to see her telling that story and everybody like on the stage, um, you know, just getting super emotional and then bringing it back around to a joke to kind of like break the the mood. It, it was just such an amazing piece of of her story being put out there. And and I, I just I just fucking fell in love with it. It was so good. And and I'm so happy that Raja came back and did this season of Drag Race. Yeah, um, certainly. Um, yeah, that story was touching, and and Evie coming back, and and in the critiques talking about how this was kind of her love letter to all the things that she can't do, and future things she won't be able to do in the future. Um, but this has kind of been. like her last hurrah as it, as it were. Um, I'm not saying that anything tragic is happening to her or anything, but just that she can't perform the way that she used to be able to perform. And yeah, her body's not going to allow her to do the things that she's done and, and been able to do so far. And, and to, to lose that, that part of yourself is, it's traumatic. Yeah. But after after a lovely uh, set of stories, comments, critiques—I eh, don't even can't even say critiques—gushing, uh, loving comments about their performances, the queens come back to the main stage to find out the top two all stars of the week, which. We find out our Monet Exchange and Shea Kulea. Do you agree with the top two? As it was in the beginning, so shall it be in the end. Um, I, Could you yeah, imagine if I they had they... them do Old McDonald's again? <laughs> uh, that would have been fantastic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I agree with the top two. Um Yeah, they so were really, really good, solid performances. I thought, like I said, yeah, I, 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 I wasn't mad about it. Would I like to have seen Raja in there as well? Yeah, probably. But we knew this was coming. We knew there was going to be this twist, and uh, a callback to something that Trinity said at the beginning of this episode was extremely true. And I know that there's a whole lot of discussion online because, you know, people have a, a keyboard and a, a way to be able to say what they want to say in the world. And, and that's fine. We have this podcast and that's what we do. <laughs> this is how we put our, our stuff out into the world. Um, but talking about how, how you know, it was just rigged and this was just production's way of putting Shay in the top. Thing is, Shay did not do bad this season. There was never a point where Shay was horrible this season. No. There were a lot of different points where she could have potentially been top two or, or you know, won a challenge. You know, this as Trinity said, she, you know, it was, she wasn't gutter Shay. And no matter what had happened, she should be damn proud of what she did this season. And it's true. 
yeah, I, I mean, it just, it just, she just wasn't the top two in any of those weeks. It was never that she was in the bottom, not that they ever officially had a bottom of anything. Um, mm-hmm. Apart from, if you're not in the top, you're in the bottom. Um, not that that was said on the season at all, but that's basically the way it was. Um, she's She's been consistent in all the challenges. She never, she never had a bad, I don't, I don't think she had a bad runway or a, a bad stumbling in any of the performances. Yeah. I'm, I think maybe if anything, one of her weakest might've been snatch game and we didn't see a lot of her in yeah. there. And I feel like they may have edited around that, but yeah, overall, uh, overall she had a good showing for this season, but with this win, it propels her to a tie with Jinx for four stars earned. This puts Monet in the lead with five stars and also creates a tie for the fourth spot between Jada Essence Hall and Trinity the Tuck. So before we dive into what that means, uh, the lip sync for this episode was a rehash from uh, UK versus the world, which I, I must have just blocked out that whole yeah, thing. I didn't, I didn't remember this song being on a previous season. I was like, oh, that's a Kylie Minogue song. I don't know. <laughs> which I guess uh, wasn't a great lip sync to begin with because uh, the running joke online is that Ru paid a lot of money for the rights of the song, and she was going to get a good performance out of it if it <laughs> killed her. <laughs> but J- uh, not Jada, Monet and Shay lip sync to Supernova by Kylie Minogue, mm-hmm. and uh, Shay is declared the winner. Do you agree with Shay being the winner of this lip sync? Um, this was a lip sync that. Either one could have been announced and I would have been okay with. I, I don't think either one significantly performed better than the other. I liked what both of them did with it. Um, I kind of thought it would go to Monet, being that the last time they lip-synced against each other, Shay won that one as well. Um, so I thought they would just kind of production-wise even it out because nobody performed significantly better than the other, I thought. So um. so I think that Monet outperformed Shay. However, Monet did the thing that Monet does and was called out in a, an episode of The Pit Stop, and I forget by who at this point. But she did a lot of turning upstage and walking up to, or walking upstage, where... The theory is that she doesn't know the words at that point. And that's why she turns her back and walks away. And there were right. a lot of those moments. And I think that was what sunk it for her. Because she performed the song to the judges where Monet was performing very well. And I thought she was doing a great job. But had a lot of those moments where she walked away and walked upstage. Yeah. The other thing that I will point out 
did you did this outfit look familiar to you that Monet exchange wore? I um I did already see it it looked familiar, but I have seen on Twitter that it's compared to her um season what her first season promo look. It, it's her season ten promo look. The boots might be different. The the shoes might because I think the it, it I looks think the, the shoes are different. A different. Yeah. The wig is different. The wig is a fucking glow up. Mm-hmm. Compared to the pussycat wig that she wore in the promo, the hair looks sickening, but it's the same outfit with I think different shoes. Oh, but okay. looks she looks fantastic. I fucking loved it. I, yeah. I absolutely loved it. Uh, so Shay's charity, uh, the Period Project, I believe it is, wins thirty thousand dollars. Shay wins ten. So Jinx is the most winningest money wise at this point with thirty two thousand five hundred. Monet with, uh, I'm sorry, Vivian is next with 21,500, Shay with 20,000, and then Monet, Jada, and Raja all with 10,000, and poor Evie Oddly with zero dollars. Zero dollars won. So before they did this lip sync, this was a very interesting uh, way that they did it because before they did the lip sync, they did the star standings. So, Rue calls Monet, Shay, and Jinx forward and tells them they've secured their spot in the grand finale lip sync Lala Perusa Smackdown for the Crown, the title of Queen of All Queens, and $200,000. Mm-hmm. Then tells the other four that more will be revealed later. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait, wait. Nope. Let me back up. We didn't get to a top four yet. My bad. And then says that Jada and Trinity are tied for the fourth spot with three stars. Mm -hmm. So Monet, with great power comes great responsibility. Having five stars and the most of any of the girls is tasked with choosing who she wants to invite to the lip sync Lollapalooza Smackdown. Jada or Trinity? They needed a payoff to the Twitter's alliance that has been permeating this entire season. Did you think it was going to go any other way than uh, Monet choosing Trinity? No. The the second that RuPaul said it, I knew who was going to get chosen because of that, obviously. Um, I think it was definitely some production, but I also think that RuPaul didn't want the blood on her hands. Oh, that too. That's what All Stars is. Yeah, All Stars is no blood on Rue's hands ever. But I think this was production knew what they wanted to do, and I I think that's part of the way the reason that it it fell the way that it did. The girls have to perform, Mm -hmm. but I think this was also this is part of why I I feel that the Trinity top two placement in the roast was needed. Because this put her even with Jada. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that I think there was because all of this stuff is all of this stuff is planned out in advance as far as they have to clear the music. They have to clear all of these things, uh, runway outfits, what they're going to be doing in the talent show. Like all of these things are are planned out in advance of filming. Mm-hmm. And I I feel like production had a very mighty hand in playing a very specific game in these final couple of episodes 
But hey, it, it makes for good television uh, mm-hmm. because Monet picks her twinner, and I think I think it, ge- to I think it generally surprised the girls. Yes, yes. Oh, for sure. I, I don't think they were expecting expecting that twist to happen. Uh, and, and because you if you look of, at you like Jinx's on, face, yeah, you can see on everybody's face uh, the surprise, and you also saw the resignation on Jada's face the second it was announced. It was so sad. My mm-hmm. heart broke for Jada right then and there. But we have our top four with Monet, Jinx, Shay, and Trinity, and at this point. Rue tells the other four queens they have not qualified for the lip sync Lala Perusa SmackDown, but more will be revealed in just a little bit. At which point, Vivian is like, really, I can't take no more. <laughs> Honestly, she was ready to throw her fucking shoe at RuPaul. But we have the lip sync, which we talked about. And then at that point, the other queens are brought back to the stage and told that just because they're not lip syncing for that crown doesn't mean that they won't be lip syncing at all for providing such amazing entertainment and showcasing their talents so well over the course of the 11 uh, challenges. RuPaul would like to give back a little bit to them and they will lip sync for the crown and the title of the queen of she done already done had hers is. <laughs> And $49,000. At which point Michelle Visage pulls another grand out of her titties and says, all right, I'm in. And Rue corrects herself and says, $50,000. I honestly wanted her to be like, "Uh, Michelle, it is summer. Uh, We do not take titty money here. Can you please get me some (laughs) fresh dollar bills? They did not go that route, but that was my first thought was, uh, man, we don't accept titty money. I thought it but, would have been a lot uh, funnier to leave it at 49000 or Michelle just give a single dollar. I'll tip a dollar, too. And <laughs> Could you fucking imagine? <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, my God. But One dollar, that's a lot of fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> a year supply. Of Raven Simone. <laughs> oh my god. So with this twist, what are your thoughts on this twist? They needed to fill an episode. They needed to have a reason for the four girls to stay around for another episode. Because <laughs> you can't just have them sitting in director's chairs on the side watching three lip syncs and that be it. Um, Cause I'd be like, fuck this shit. We out. Exactly. <laughs> um, I like it. The, and yes, it's cause to get to the, she's done already had hers as crown. They still have to win two lip syncs to get there. But so the winner of that wins 50,000. The winner of the queen of all queens gets 200,000. What does the second, pl- second, third, and fourth place people get? Nothing? Nothing. 
<laughs> Not a damn bit of money. <laughs> they said, uh, fuck second through fourth. <laughs> fuck uh, sixth through eighth. Yeah. <laughs> if you so, don't come in person, one of these brackets, you won't get nothing. So, I mean, that that's... That's a little heard there, but I, I'm glad it'll give them something to do and a reason to still feel invested in in using some of these uh, lip sync outfits that obviously all of them had prepared for every single episode. Um, mm-hmm. They had so many outfits because they almost all of them changed in almost every episode before the lip sync. There's so many looks. Well, Somebody I mean, there lurks. was there was a, there was a lot of episodes where it was questionable who the actual top two were going to be, so nobody knew, and they're like, "Well, I want to lip sync in something more comfortable." So yeah, and everybody just decided, "Oh, it's going to be me. I'm going to change." Well, and the funny part is, I think uh, I think it was untucked for the last episode. Maybe the roast, maybe it was the one before, but it was like I think Shay and Monet talking, and they were like, "I'm gonna change again, I'm like, but I better be in the top because I keep on changing. I'm gonna go out there looking like Booba the Fool, thinking that I'm the one up at the top and not lip sync." It was just like, oh, yeah, which was nice when they all were changing because it kind of gave a little bit of a different feel. But yeah, I mean, there were so many times when they all did so well mm-hmm. that. It really could have been anybody's game. And uh, at least from what we saw, obviously it's edited down, but from at least what we saw, there weren't really any purely negative critiques given out by the judges. Oh, yeah. Apparently they were there. We just didn't see them. Yeah. Trinity has uh, talked about that, apparently, that they, they they got like real critiques on the stage. They just did not air any of those. <laughs> Which I mean, but it's it's understandable because they have to be nitty gritty and they're there to judge and whatnot. Oh but yeah. For the feeling, for the feeling that the producers are going for, I understand why all that was edited out. Yeah, for sure. But I, I think I I get where you're coming from with the like you know what a second through fourth and, and then sixth through eighth you know what do they get but. I, I love the fact that there is something for the the four that don't technically qualify and I wanna see I wanna see these girls lip sync. I wanna see I'm so excited for what this finale is gonna be. But before I, we I wrap up so, I feel so bad for listen. She's a winner. She won her season. She's immensely talented, obviously, by all of the things that she's done on this season. But it's going to be so heartbreaking when Jinx doesn't win the whole thing because Mm. she doesn't know the words to a Nicki Minaj song. Mm. (laughs) For $200,000, you know that bitch has been (laughs) listening to those songs on repeat Whenever there is some time to spare, you know that for a fact. 
there's no way that like you would not be prepared for this. And I mean, granted, she has won two lip syncs thus far in the season. I'm just saying she is not known for her lip syncing abilities. She she won three. She's at thirty thousand over thirty thousand dollars. Okay. What was the third one she won? I can think of two. Let's see. She won. She won the one last week. She won the snatch game. She won that lip sync in the snatch game against Trinity. Um, Oh, and she beat Raja in. um, Yes. For the Draguation episode. Okay. Draguation. And then she won the uh, the roast against Trinity again. Um, yeah, she I... lost to Monet and she lost to Vivian. Those were the two out of the five wins that she lost. Which were, which technically, out of five, six, seven, out of seven lip syncs on Drag Race, she's only lost two. Mm-hmm. Because technically that the she won against Detox and then she technically won the the final lip sync at the end of like the you know the one before the live finale because I, she won I, the season. I I just see it coming down to Shay and Monet. I was gonna say, well that was gonna that was gonna be the next thing I was gonna say before we sign off. Who do you see at the top two? So Shay and Monet which, which are your, I mean, does, your picks? does that mean that production is gonna put um, them against each other in the semifinals. Maybe. I mean, I mean it's, it's a gonna, spin it's of the wheel, the Eric. Lead, the what? It's a spin of the wheel that's going to choose of who course, goes against It's not who. rigged in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> Never. Never. But now that we have this twist, so that is what I, that is the question I've asked everybody on all of our previous uh, recaps. Now I get to ask you this very special question because now there is a second question to ask. Who do you see as the top two of the She Done Already Done Had Herses contest? I think it'll come down to who do I want to see or who do I think it's going to be? Because those are two different answers. Who do you want to see? At the top of uh, I would like the, to the see bracket it, there. I would like to see it be Raja and Evie. Is who I would like. Okay. Just because those are the two I I like more. Um, I think it's going to be uh, Jada and Vivian, though. I think they're stronger all around lip syncers. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go probably, back to probably Jada pulling it out over Vivian. Okay, I'm gonna go back to my. I mean, I've been pretty consistent all season. Jinx and Monet is my top two at the end of that bracket, competing for the the crown. With this new bracket, I want to see Raja and Jada. I think it will end up being Jada and Evie. And in the top four, as long as Trinity doesn't win, 
I'm okay with any of the other three winning the crown. <laughs> I am horrible. I know that, but that's how I feel. But we will find out, dear listeners, next week, next Friday, we will get the finale. I think I'm actually not going to watch the episode at home. I think I'm going to try to venture out to a bar establishment and watch Gosh, the you're people. not going to look at social media at all on next Friday? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, I really want to be in the environment of, like... But yeah, that shit starts coming out. Those spoilers start coming out real quick. And then there's articles. And so not even like on social media, just my Google like search recommendations will be like, this person's the winner of Drag Race All-Stars. And it's like, fuck you. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like it was, I think, nine o'clock in the morning. And the first and I saw the first mention of something that happened on the episode on Twitter. Um, and, and it wasn't necessarily a spoiler. It was just meh. It was just somebody saying they should give Shay 12 stars for what she did in the talent show, which isn't spoiling necessarily that she won just that she, somebody liked what she did a lot. But um, yeah, because yeah. I mean, three o'clock Eastern midnight Pacific is when the episode drops. And at that point, people are watching and and just fucking going online and tweeting shit out. And it's like, ma'am, calm the fuck down. Let, let some people have a, a, a day before we start talking about it. But I don't know. I would like to go and be a part of that kind of vibe and that energy because it's been so long. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see if I can get to it. I don't know. But dear listeners, we'll be back next week uh, with a a recap, our final recap of the finale of All-Star Season 7. Eric, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Uh, dear listeners, if you are so inclined, go check out our website at flameonshow.com. You can find uh, our social media, our, our Twitch channels, our YouTube, uh, where you can email uh, myself and Eric or reach out to us online. Um, and you can also find a link to our Threadless shop where you can be like Jamie and buy some Flame on swag. Or you can just be like Jamie and send me presents um, because they make me happy. Either which way. And uh, <laughs> there's also a link to our Patreon. If you would like to go to our Patreon directly, that's patreon.com forward slash Flame on Show. And you can join at any of the four levels that we have available for you. Um, lots of great content. And uh, you help keep us doing what we do and enjoy doing for you. So until next time, dear listeners, bye, bitch. Bye. <laughs>